Alright, what's up everyone? It's your boy Tyler. This is Draw and Talk Podcast. Really quick, hit the subscribe button if you want to want some awesome uh, content about making comics and just being a creator. I got my good friend Brian here today. We've been best friends for forever. And uh, he's um, this is going to be a cool episode because part one is going to be on my show and then part two is going to be on his podcast. Go on iTunes, iTunes uh, no, the podcast app and uh, it's Enter My Shoes. Brian Cargill, exactly. what's up, man? What? Yeah, exactly, and you can find it anywhere. Yeah, you can find it everywhere because you used Anchor, so like it just like like spammed everyone. <laughs> you gotta start off as spam and then you turn into something good, right? That's true. You gotta hit. You gotta hit everything. <laughs> but yeah, also, where can we find you on Twitter, Brian? Because yeah, I want to put your Twitter handle as well. Yeah, my Twitter handle is just my name, right? Is it? Is it just at Brian Cargill? That's so cool. Yeah, just at Brian Cargill. Boom, at Brian Cargill. Type in like Brian Cargill video, you'll it'll pop up with a lot of like my portfolio stuff. You can find my Twitter, my Instagram. I would say I tweet pretty frequently, like one-liners uh, about creativity. About yeah, thank you, Tyler. You give me a lot of love and support on there. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, creativity there, and then I produce videos in-house for a company for a uh, accounting consulting firm. And so a lot of my work is there right now, and I haven't been keeping my portfolio as much up to date. But this podcast, which I'm doing, is a, is an outlet for my creativity recently. Yeah, but which I, yeah, go for it. yeah. Oh, I yeah. think it's really this. Uh, I've been listening to a couple audio books, and they were saying that a lot of creatives throughout time, like the, the Da Vinci's, the Michelangelo's, the Picasso's, they all had some creative form or outlet. And it wasn't always um, what we saw. A lot of times they might, you know, uh, I don't know the specific names, but Leonardo da Vinci, he also did pottery and he was part of the arts. He did stage design, but then he dabbled in biology and anatomy and some of these other things. So I'm, I, you know, I like to say that I'm a videographer, but then doing these podcasts is another form of outlet that allows me to express myself. And, you know, for a lot of these guys, they produce just as many great works as they did bad works. And yeah. <laughs> That's just what you got to do. You got to grind through. What what was that um that quote that I gave you? Oh, which you give me so many good quotes and I retweet them all the time. Well, the one where you got to like, as a photographer, you got to take you take like a thousand thousand bad photos, ten thousand bad photos to take until you take one good photo. Exactly, yeah. and uh, and then there's a, there's a great story that kind of backs up behind that where. Uh, who was it? Picasso was just sitting in a coffee shop and he was just doodling on a piece of paper. And then he, at the end of his doodle, he, he scratched it up and he threw it into a, a trash can. And this lady came up and she's like, well, why are you throwing it away? Like, I'll, I'll buy that from you. I'll, I'll give you 20 bucks for that. He's like, no, that, that costs $10,000. He's like, I've been working on that piece in my mind for the last like 60 years. <laughs> and so he took the piece of paper and he like walked off with it. So. <laughs> And you know, so it's just pretty funny. A, a lot of things can be bumbling around in the background, especially in the creative world. Yeah, and like it's good to dip your feet in like so many different things, and kind of like like what you said, like like bring up Picasso. Picasso is like a really good example of like dipping your feet into some in different things because he's famous for his weird abstract like arts, but his early stuff is like was like the normal painting like they were doing back then, and he decided, you know, I'm gonna try something different. And exactly. And that's what defines every artist. I mean, you, you first have to do something that's totally different and everyone rebels against it and says, that's so stupid. That's, that looks like 
a, just a, a piece of junk, you know, putting a, a toilet in, a, in an art gallery, really questioning, <laughs> you know, flipping things on people's heads. And that's really you have to be a niche. You have to be specific in what you're doing. Uh, so you create a whole bunch of random things in that one uh, realm. And so, for example, you have Andy Warhol who uh, moved to New York. He wasn't doing anything and then just decided, uh, I'm going to paint Campbell's Soup and do 10 of those and then uh, made it into a, a series, which, you know, he gets a lot of slack. And he wasn't a great artist by any means, wasn't doing anything, uh, didn't, didn't blow anyone's mind away, but he did something unique and different. And that's mm. why it stood out. So, so a lot of we might have like an idol, someone that we're looking to, and you want to copy and be exactly like them, but you have to uh, create your own voice and you have to stand out in your own unique way. So how do you then, Brian, how do you stand out in your own unique way? Or at least how do you I, try? I, I, I live, I wake up, and I live, and then I press the record button, and then I do <laughs> that in front of uh, random people. <laughs> I don't know they're going to be recorded. If you listen to episode three with uh, – with Phil Part, where that was he awesome. doesn't, that he's going to be interviewed, and then I and I pull the story out of him, literally while he's on the toilet. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I have this this new theory, and I, I was running it by Emily and by uh, my mom and everything. Is that I believe everyone has a story. Um, so so in a sense, everyone is a brand, like like you would Coca Cola, Subway, Nike. They're all brands, and they all have a story that they tell. You know, the the crazy upstart that overcame something. That's I think that's equivalent for every person out there. Everyone has a story, whether you know you grew up, you had a great life, or you grew up and you had a bad life. You can use those to your advantages in telling your own story. So for me, I grew up, you know, University Place, Washington. We both grew up together, um, but I had uh, kind of a little bit of a rougher home life with my parents splitting up. And so what I did was I just kept myself busy, and I would just do things. I remember it was eighth grade. I just decided like every quarter I would, or every semester I would just sign up for something new. So it allowed me to branch out and try new things like wrestling and uh, dance blast and even just doing stuff like we did together. Like we always go record music and uh, make videos. Do you, um, we could splice this in there if you wanted to, any of the uh, <laughs> list of 50 things. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what is it? YouTube.com slash school days. Back when you didn't, back when you could just have a, you could have the URL. You didn't have to um, get permission from YouTube. <laughs> I think you have to have ten thousand subscribers before you can do anything with a YouTube channel, for the most part. Yeah. Well, you have to have at least a hundred subscribers to get the the YouTube.com slash then your name. Yeah. You have to, you have, to have at least hundred. So I finally got that last week. Yeah, you know, kind of still talking about that. This makes me think of when we were kids. Uh, we. We kind of like flipped roles. You were the guy that filmed everyone and edited and produced everything. You actually produced your first documentary <laughs> at the Epic, which um, still to this day. Sorry, that was uh, Emily playing some music, and this is me. <laughs> this is a hand motion. <laughs> tell I'm in the middle of a podcast. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna pass by now. Yes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Emily. This is Emily. She's gonna be on the podcast soon. She's a video editor. She also flipped roles with you, Tyler. <laughs> but it's true like i was back in high school i was filming and i was editing on freaking like movie maker 2.0 on my windows vista <laughs> it, and you experienced uh one of the biggest tragedies of all time you had finished about a half hour of editing which 
I like to use the rule of thumb for every uh, one minute of editing, it's probably about three hours. So let's do, uh, none of us can do math, but three times uh, a half hour times 30 is a lot. From scratch again. Yeah. Hold on. All right, see you, babe. You were just without me. Yeah. Did you get any of that, Tyler? No, do it all over again. Do the math again. <sighs> okay. My internet, my internet, my, I, I just switched to a password. I'm in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> like, this, people are going to be watching. Philip, get out of my podcast. We'll see you at your wedding. Bye, bye Emily. Are you coming? Yeah. Yes! <sighs> yeah. So excited. I mentally prepared all of you for my podcast debut with Tyler. This is some important stuff. Sorry. You're not that sorry. Okay, Tyler. So I don't know how you're going to splice this together. But, oh, no, uh, we're good. My, well, my internet cut out, like, and so I can just like put it together real quick. Easy. But okay. yeah, the 30 minutes I lost. Yeah, you lost 30 minutes, and it, it takes a really long time to just edit one minute. A lot of people, you watch youtube now people watch movies and they think that i i showed a video to philip it was two minutes long and he thought that it took me two hours to f piece it together i was like tyler i spent or i was like philip i spent the last two years editing that doing interviews with random people splicing it organizing it and uh, uh, there's just a big underappreciation in the creative world do you feel that way tyler oh yeah absolutely like um like when i do comic books and then the 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 like if I if I get hired on from a writer and I'll I'll send them I, I send them like prelim sketches I'm like okay this is what I got from your script and like it's a rough doodle is this what you want and then they go oh yeah that's what I want and then I then spend the next day or two drawing it and then they go and then when they finally see their what they wrote and how I interpret it in there they go you know I I think I got my script wrong I shouldn't have did that can you redo the page i'm like do you like realize like what what redoing the page like means and like now i just recorded an episode um where i talk about my pet peeves of like working with writers and that was one of them so now i'm gonna start charging people for redos yeah that's a great great idea I, what was it there was a <laughs> There was an animation sketch. I forget if it was like Wally -E or one of the newer films that came out. But they watched the whole film, and then the director's like, "Well, can we can we edit it? Can we cut it?" And they're like, "What are you talking about? We edited and did all the cuts when we made the mock-ups for this video. It's like that's the video. This is the edit." And I think that was I forget what it was. It, like, that's kind of revolutionary that. You know, people think in terms of uh, still being able to edit an animation after the fact. Yeah. Do, do you guys, does that happen in the in the comic book world? Like where you create an entire comic and then they're like, oh, let's just pull out this uh, slide here or we'll, you know, add something, a little detail. Uh, no, not really. Like they'll, well, you'll drop, you'll draw a page and then you'll just, uh, they'll, they'll like be like, oh, can you add, I, a big thing is that like with, I wish I had a piece of paper. Let's say we'll just like use this as a piece of paper. Well, it's my to-do list. But like, if this was like a piece of paper, you can only have so much space um, to put enough panels and illustrations, and then you also have to put in all the th stuff that's going on in the page, and then you have to worry about the dialogue, the word balloons covering up the art. Yeah. And so, 
I remember drawing it and they'd be like, hey, can you add another panel? And I'm like, where? Like, there's no more, like, I'm going to have to, that means something's going to have to take it out. And then he's like, and then can you put all these words? And I'm like, well, now no one can see the art. So why did I spend all this time drawing when we could have just put words over there? And he's just like, well, I need to convey the message. I'm like, we'll take out some words. And so they don't like, there's a lot of, you know, like with animation, like that you can't just take out and add same thing with the comic book page. Like if you're going to add something, it better be freaking worth it. Like you have, there's a lot of things you have to think about when you put a page, like do I, I should draw, like they say, if this was a comic book panel, you would draw the head, not up here. You draw the head up right, like in this bottom area so that the words can be on top. Cause if you draw the head up there, then where's the words going to be? And oh, that's thinking about headroom or yeah. headspace. You always have to think about headspace. You have to think about the word balloons and that's stuff that. It and then sorry to interrupt you. And then you guys are also limited to like how many pages, isn't? You told I think I read as like the average is like nineteen. Twenty-four, 20, twenty-four, twenty-two to twenty-four is like the standard. Yeah. And so, if you get any bigger than that, you lose viewerships. Like, how is that number defined? Like, no, like twenty-two to twenty-four is just like your typical like standard like issue one. Of a comic, yeah, but, like, what people, a lot of people also, they have these, like, huge stories, and they're trying to compact it, and you're like, you have to compact it within 22 to 24 pages, and to make the story make sense, like, I was actually just reading um, an old, an old job I did, and, like, I just, I just took it because I was getting paid money, Uh but the writing was horrific because by, like, by, like, the end of the book, we, the, the, the reader had been to 10 different civilizations met 20 different characters and you're just like i don't care about any like like you can't it was like one page like oh my gosh it's you and they're like yeah let's talk and it's all this information that like the writer's like oh yeah well like there's all this backstory and you're like yeah the reader doesn't know exactly what, what's was in the art incredible though no my artwork was really bad this was like three years ago my no, art- oh no oh this is your piece that you did to yeah i drew i drew it for someone I do it. I yes. do it for a writer. And- oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if there was someone like that, because that, that's the biggest thing. Is a lot of people get a, a whole story muddled up and confused. And I think this is a great segue into storytelling mm-hmm. and just like uh, the, the impact of that. Like when you think of a great story, what do you think of? Like uh, Titanic, Lord of Braveheart. The Rings. I'm kind of going through the, the '90s, but Lion King. That's a great story. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, going back into the comic book. Uh, what, what, and this is just off the top of the head, what do you think is the best, um, story told in the superhero world right now? Oh, the best, <laughs> this is so controversial. <laughs> but maybe, uh, keep it just to movies. Yeah, 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 well, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, I don't read a ton of comics. Well, I would say definitely, like, okay, we got Infinity War. Uh-huh. That's but probably... maybe, like, what one character do you, uh. Oh, yeah, like, what is... one character? Yeah, who do you think has the best, like... Oh, Batman. Uh, Yeah, yeah, well, this is... (laughs) No bias in there, right, Tyler? Batman. Dude, I love Batman versus Superman. You've Batman since since you were how old? Dude, since I was, like, three. Yeah, let's break this down. And then why why is he unique? Well, he's an orphan, right? He's an orphan. Um, All it is is tragedy. I feel like he's really relatable. But then we're like, but he has all this money. And but we still feel for him, and it's true because if we, if my parents died and left me all that money, I'd be like, well, we'll spend it. The guy's still miserable. I think he's the most miserable of all the characters. <laughs> he's getting married though in a couple in on July fifth. On July fifth, he gets married. Yeah, which one? he's getting married to Catwoman in the comic books. 
Oh. Yeah, so hopefully he'll be a little happier. So we're going to see like Anne Hathaway marry uh, Ben Affleck in, in the next movie? <laughs> no, if they even do another movie. But, but, what, Rob, but, you robbed your character of that one. But, my favorite character is Iron Man. Because I remember watching as a kid, I mean, it, it it, using the ACDC soundtrack throughout those, and he's like, he created himself. He's so sm- smart that he was able to create himself mm-hmm. out of nothing using a car battery. Yeah. Uh, first of all, no one could do that really. And then he creates uh, the arc reactor, right? Yeah. But, uh, on his own, just in the middle of the desert with nothing. Yeah. I mean, he had that other scientist dude there to help him, though. Yeah, a team of one. But but going back to storytelling, I want to use the Avengers and compare it to the Justice League real quick. Uh huh. So oh. did, did you see Justice League? I did. I liked it. Did you like it? it but I liked it. Okay. I was, my, my benchmark is so low because I have this thing movie pass and so I can it's subscription based you can go to see uh, a movie a day at the theater for ten dollars you get to see as, as many movies as you can in 30 days that's so you see one that's already paid for yourself but I saw Justice League and I had no expectations for it okay. I think hey, so, 12 14 dollars you have expectations okay <laughs> well with Justice right, League that's my plug for a movie pass <laughs> Sorry, there's no uh, promotional there <laughs> But, like, okay, if you look at, like, Justice League, Justice League was supposed to be, like, the really big, like, DC team movie. And um, when you were watching it, you didn't really know anything about the characters, though. Like, they rushed everything about Aquaman. You didn't really get to know about him. They rushed everything about The Flash and Cyborg. Whereas if you compare that to the Avengers, they gave each of those characters a movie. So that when it was in when, when it was time to do the Avengers movie... You didn't have to worry about like what are who are these characters. It just went straight Absolutely. to the action. Yeah. And same with uh, Infinity War, um, where you they didn't have to worry about oh let's tell us about uh tell who's Iron Man who's Thor. No, you already know who these characters are. We've spent the last ten years learning who these characters are, so that in Infinity War it was this action, action, action. Whereas in Justice League, be- because no one knew who these characters were. They had to spend more time developing the characters, and then there was no action. We didn't really care about the villain. We didn't even know who the villain was, or the, and what their uh, what their deal was. Like, what yeah, was villain, what, like? There's like a couple villains going. Yeah, on. and like, what was the motivation behind any of the villains in Justice League? Yeah, it's interesting that they would. Whereas, but whereas, I think Avengers was ahead of the game on understanding how people's. Uh, a way that people get information isn't just from one source anymore. Yeah, like yeah. I it really tapped into the fact that yeah, that now that they, I mean they have all the series spinoffs, the, the um, individual episodes that you can watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. All the all the, the spinoffs that are going on but there. They spent the they spent the time the world they spent the time world building because yeah. what they really the the movie they really wanted to make um, out of all of these was Infinity War. They didn't really want to make any of these other movies. But they realize, okay, it's gonna, we're going to have to do 10 years of storytelling to, to make the movie we want. And I feel like a lot of people, they skip the 10 years of work mm-hmm. and try to get into their Infinity War. Like, DC tried to do oh. it with Justice League. they like, yeah. you know what? Instead of t- spending 10 years of developing our characters and developing a good story, let's just jump to Justice League. And then that, that's why it flopped. But Infinity War, they spent 10 years. And I think a lot of creators... They just like want to make that big thing. Like I got a vision, and they don't want to put in the ten years of work, of like yeah. learning and to build their story and their craft, and then they just jump in, and then it's a flop. I don't know if that's a metaphor or nothing. <laughs> no, I like that. That's a great take on it because 
yeah, you spend so much time story building, and then they were able to just jump right into that with event. Infinity Wars. Like, yeah, I can imagine if you walked into that movie and you, and you kind of, if you kind of knew the characters but never really seen the movies, you would still be lost. Yeah. Like, at least see Guardians of the Galaxy um, one or two, maybe because uh, and then you had to see um, what are some of the other movies? You had to see Thor Ragnarok. You had to see Thor. Uh, I don't think you really need to see Iron Man. You didn't really need to see Black Panther to be able to understand no, you it. You needed to see Civil War to see why everyone was Civil separated. War. Yeah, so there were four, four four movies in there, and they had they released all these other ones. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, it's tough to say. So, in the comic book world, this is something that's always been fascinating to me. Was Infinity Wars per- conceived ten years ago, or was it out of conception that there's like, oh, we have all these individual superheroes of movies that we made now let's make it happen no no there was like did in the very first okay in the very first iron there's the iron man okay and then after that they made the incredible hulk and then at the end of the of the incredible hulk movie there's a post-credit scene where iron man comes in and says we're building a team mm-hmm. and so all those then thor and captain america was all built so that we could have the first avengers movie 10 years ago but do you think they did that as a broad overarching? Yes, because have... the, because the final scene of Avengers shows Thanos. That's right. Yeah, and he's just well, he's, in the very first one. Yeah, yeah, and he's just chilling, and we don't know who Thanos is. We just know he's this big bad guy in space. Yeah, and then at the end of the second Avengers movie, and then like five years of superhero movies, and then there's Avengers two. Then we see Thanos again. We've never once again we've never seen him. Again, mm-hmm. and he he grabs the gauntlet. He's like, I'll do it myself. So we're like, oh, snaps. Now we know that Thanos is coming, but we still don't know enough about Thanos. And then in Guardians of the Galaxy, we're introduced to him just a sli- just by the name. And then in Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy 2, she says, I'm going to go after Thanos. And that, that his just name is being just like dropped. And everyone knows Thanos is this bad A, but we don't really know him. So because we're, we're worried about the other characters and their development... So then, when it finally gets to Infinity War, we don't need any of the other character development. We can just develop Thanos. And that's why, by the end of the movie, it's more... Infinity War isn't about the... Right, it is just more about him. Yeah, Infinity War isn't about the Avengers. It's about Thanos. Yeah. So, so is that your recommendation? I mean, yeah, you have to build up the bad guy just as much as you do the good guy, right? So you learn just as much... I mean, with the... You know, when I think of the best bad guys, you think of the Joker... Uh, obviously from the, the second yeah, Batman. But Dark Knight, yeah. that wasn't a Batman movie because Batman was already built in Batman Begins. That was a mm-hmm. Joker movie. Yeah. Even Chris, they didn't yeah. Too much backstory, but they just, man, that movie is just Christopher incredible. Nolan says that. From the get, that yeah. song, that is a great, a great Christopher movie. Nolan says that you can define all of his Batman movies not by Batman, but by his villains. By their story. Wow. Yeah, that's a good in it. And, I mean, you can tell that he's not on the ship anymore. I think he had a little bit of a hand in uh, Justice League, right? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. That's when he jumped ship. All right, anyway, Tyler, I'm starting to get into into rough waters here because you're a lot more knowledgeable in this realm than I am. I watch the movies, and and then I can critique the the angles, the shots, the character development to a degree, but, like, I know comic book world is is so vast, wide. (laughs) But just, like, but when you're telling a story, like, even when you film something, you exactly. have to, when you film something, you have to give enough. You can't just go immediately to like the the point of the video. You need to build some relationship with the audience. 
Um, exactly. And so, like, yeah, same same thing. Like you set the scene. So so you might do like a wide shot to to start start it all off. Or uh, what I like to do is the, the intrigue. So you can intrigue someone right away off the bat with uh, an interesting sound. Like in the past, I had showed a whole bunch of scenes around a farm, but I had cows moving in the background. You're like, dude, he's got to show the cows. Like I, that's what I want to see. And so I reveal that on on the fourth fourth uh, slide, if you would. Um, and so, like, yeah, and everything works in threes. So you show the three, and then and you do the fourth on the on the next one. That's not a good example of three, but I don't know if you guys have that in in, in the comic book world using rule of three for things. Uh, I don't know. I just, don't know the rule of three. I'm not as uh, well educated as you. i on the arts. I'm just bumbling my way through life, and it and it works pretty good sometimes. Things. <laughs> You can't bumble your way from a couch, but you can from a computer seat, right, Tyler? But you should intrigue. But like you said, good storytelling starts with intriguing. And if if you watch a YouTube video and the first second doesn't hook you, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, uh, I don't really want to continue. It really is the first second. I think it used to be uh, a little bit longer. Now it's gone down to the first second. It fluctuates every every five years with different attention spans. <laughs> That's why, like Logan Paul's vlogs, but, yeah. there's something crazy, like within the first two seconds, and then you're like, "Oh, I gotta, wa- I gotta keep watching this well, vlog." I'm like, "What's up, everybody? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up, everyone? The Logan." <laughs> and when you bring the energy like that, it, it, it gets people in a good mood. I mean, he's bringing uh, not only entertainment, but he's also, you know, making people's lives better through making them feel better about life. Yeah. Um, but he, as someone calls him out on that, he, he's like in the car and they're like, what? And he's sitting in the backseat and one of his friends is like, well, why, why are you doing, doing that? Why do you have to do that every time? He's like, this is what people want. Like, this is what gets people motivated. This is why they watch my films is because they want the energy and they want all of that coming through the video and it, it makes people's day. Yeah. And that's what you, I think that's what you got to figure out is, and that's his way of telling a story. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, he's found the formula that works for him and his audience. And I think you got to find that out with like your audience. I mean, I'll go back to the superhero movie people is Marvel set a really big example of how viewers want a story, a superhero movie cinematic experience. And when DC was like, Oh, we'll rush it and not take our time. Everyone's like, well, Marvel took their time and it's great. And you guys suck. I know it. It's tough because in the moment you just want to be there already, but you have to go through your Iron Man's. You have to create your. Uh, <laughs> it's true, yeah. yeah. I don't think they really any of them flop too bad. Can you think of any of the individuals that didn't do as well? I think they all really helped build upon each other. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like obviously, like Iron Man, like two and <coughs> Iron Man two wasn't very good, but they yeah. still made. It's what the fans wanted. It, it's what like true Iron Man yeah. support fans wanted.